Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to Spiritual Queen's Badass Podcast. My name is Emma Mumford and I'm your host. I'm an award-winning blogger, YouTuber, life coach, badass entrepreneur, manifester, and author. My mission is to awaken and to inspire women to live their best lives now and to find their purpose in life. I do this through sharing the power of law of attraction and spirituality. I hope my podcast will inspire you to raise your game and to start living your best life today. Without further ado, let's get started with this week's episode. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my Spiritual Queens Badass Podcast episodes. I am super delighted to have the lovely Dr. Becky Sage with us today. So Dr. Becky Sage, if you don't know, works to elevate women and underrepresented groups in entrepreneurship and STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and maths. She writes, speaks, coaches, and educates to uncover the challenges and inspire other women to come together and overcome their barriers. So Becky is actually one of my clients as well. This is how we met um, over a year ago now, I think it was actually, and um, Becky Becky has just become a great friend. I've gone on their podcast, Mind Styling Podcast as well with her and Amy, which was so much fun. So I thought it was only right to bring Becky on the podcast to share her wonderful teachings and story with you as well. So thank you so much, Becky, for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, Emma. So my first question that I like to ask everybody who comes on the podcast is, when did you spiritually awaken? What's your story? So I would say I'm still very much on a journey to awakening. I think, I mean, I think everyone is. We're, we're all born and, and we're, as young children, we're, we're really aligned. And then as we grow up, we build more and more layers on top of us. So, and that definitely happened to me. Like, so going, you know, all the messages we're getting from society, going through education, um, you know, you build up all these pathways in your brain. Some of them are health, helpful and some of them, are not so helpful and and I think for me I very much went down this pathway of being very academic I went into a male dominated scientific path where logic and productivity play a massive part and my you know my parents also they they definitely wouldn't say they are spiritual and that in fact if you ask them they would say no I'm I'm not spiritual so so all these messages were very much kind of covering up (laughs) you know any part of me other than making this super developed kind of intellectual brain and not necessarily nurturing the other side to me and I think like many women in 
in STEM, in science, technology, engineering, and maths, and in academia, um, I really started to, as I would describe it, I, I started to switch myself off. Like that's very much how I felt. And that's how other women talk about it as well. They say, I switched myself off. And so it wasn't really until that had a quite a severe impact that I started to unpick it and unlearn things and started to wake up again. So that happened for me when I was doing my PhD. Um, I had quite a bad eating disorder at the time, which I was struggling with, and I'd been hiding for a long time. Um, I also had an autoimmune condition, and I ended up being in bed for about five months and feeling really worthless. I sunk into a depression. So that was the point where I started to then go on a journey to you know, re-reveal myself, to uncover myself, to realign. Um, and that, you know, it initially started with some of the treatment for the eating disorder. And I had something called compassion-focused therapy, which is quite rare, I think, in treatment. But a lot of those practices we would recognize as spiritual practice practices. So med meditation, visualization, journaling, positive self-talk. I started to introduce all of those things into, into my life and it didn't happen overnight, but that was when I started to kind of connect to something that was greater than myself. And so that was probably over 10 years ago now. Um, and I just kind of kept going, practice, practicing gratitude, yoga, meditation, journaling, um, you know, writing and exercise are both really powerful practices for me. Um, and you know, my my thinking brain, my intellectual brain still has a real tendency to kind of want to take over all the time. And um, I've had to I've had to learn to admire the power of my intellect, but also quite frequently have to say to myself, like, shush, <laughs> you're overthinking, you're ruminating and kind of going back to some of those other spiritual practices. So so I guess for me, it's very much a kind of it's an everyday journey and it's something I'm I'm still really trying to uncover and and unlearn and and you know re-knit my brain together in a way that that is is helpful and open and and really allows me to connect um so yeah a long and an ongoing journey absolutely and I love what you were saying there about how a lot of women in your field have had to like switch themselves off and definitely I can relate to that in terms of marketing and finance background like when I was in the financial industry you know it became very apparent that I had to be one of the lads one of mm -hmm. the guys and that I couldn't just be this like soft gentle woman who you know expressed her emotions or yep. you know whatever I had to like toughen up I had to you know be one of the guys as such to make it and I don't know whether you relate to that as such absolutely and it was but it was it's so it's kind of like you have to do that um and it's you have to be part of that gang and for, for me it was you know silly things but I <laughs> just the music you like or the films you're into or the you know those things that you just want to or, or clothes or like you know all of the the little things that really add up that you just felt like I can't if I talk about that I get mocked or I get looked down upon it's not taken so seriously it's not some like cool indie film I'm talking about I'm probably talking about a rom-com or you know and 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 the going to a pub on a on a Friday to be one of the lads it's all of that kind of stuff which and at the time I I also didn't even there were there were a few women around but it was 
very predominantly male and the role models or you know the people in power were almost all male so it it really was like oh that's the thing I have to do to be taken seriously but I'm also not going to get taken seriously when I get there because there's you know there's inherent things about me that (laughs) that are not going to be taken seriously either so it was a really tough time and and yeah what you said about it being in finance as well just that having to switch yourself off having to to just go I'm just gonna kind of keep my head down and keep going um which of course is not great because that's not what's going to allow us to thrive in those industries either like we need to be able to to raise our head up and and to be our you know without sounding really trite but be our best selves in those in in those environments and that's all it means is being able to like go and express yourself and and be your own you know be yourself in those scenarios exactly and feel comfortable like you say to you know be your authentic self show up as yourself and like I know myself that even now here today like um you know seven eight years ago since I've been self-employed like even my first business in couponing was very male dominated Mm -hmm. like all the marketing side you know because I was the CEO and the the owner like everything was run by blokes, marketing, affiliates, everything. So even after I migrated away from the finance sector, I still had it even in the marketing Mm -hmm. and affiliate side of things. So for me, like over the last, you know, I would say, well, five years since I've spiritually awakened, like those five years I've been unpacking all of this stuff and still to this day do of like embracing that feminine energy realizing that I can embrace that feminine messiness and you know all the beautiful things that come with divine feminine that have been suppressed Mm -hmm. for so long even health things like even health is now at the forefront for me again where I'm unpacking all this work and all that I've suppressed that feminine energy for years um you know through no fault to my own I didn't know better like none of us do you know we just do what we got to do to survive in that in that point in our life and it's interesting how so many women's health is affected as well by Mm -hmm. that suppression of the feminine I don't know whether you've had that yourself yeah a hundred percent and it's it's interesting I'm currently writing a book as um you and I've spoken about a little bit and and what you've just said is it really relates to a lot of the things in the early stages of the book actually that I've been reflecting back on and a lot of that is the the problem being that it just builds up so much over time so it's not a overnight like it's not an overnight thing this is kind of the oppression that we're dealing with and and the suppression of our you know of our thoughts of our feelings of ourselves it's also it, it really does build up and we're facing all of these things as we go along and and the same goes for therefore the outputs of it and the impact of it which is that negative health and and for me it definitely has shown up in physical health problems and and mental health problems as well you know anxiety and depression for sure have been things that I've had to deal with along the way but yeah and I and I have an autoimmune condition and it really didn't didn't start to show until uh you know I'd had kind of years of like burying myself and then it was like oh okay this is my body is gonna stop me because my mind is not going to (laughs) like my mind is still pushing forward and wants to do more and and wants to kind of prove myself and 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 be what this you know like I said these male dominated cultures wanted me to be 
my body's like, no, stop. Um, you need to, you need to stop now. And yeah, I, I really was, was not well for a long time and it still comes back. And it's always a good indication for me that I should probably try and or have a look at where I am and, and what's going on. And if I need to kind of remove anything from my life or I, if I need to step up a little bit more and be a bit more courageous in terms of stepping into myself. And it's so true as well in terms of, you know, like the mental side of things, like you said. So yes, our bodies can make us stop, but I'm the same as you, like my mind, like again, I've had to, you know, cognitively work with that in terms of my masculine energy being like, nope, work, 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 hustle, 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 push, push, push. And honestly, like, you know, that has been a journey for two years, two years, I've been unpacking all of that. And I'm still to this day, doing that now. So I think like for any women listening who are, you know, resonating to what me and Becky are saying here is, it takes time, like it takes time to unpack that it takes time to heal that it takes time to uncover, and to balance that feminine energy as well again. And I think it's just about you know, realizing, and even if people are like, actually, do you know what? I've suppressed my masculine and I'm too in my feminine. Again, this advice can help. Like it just Mm. takes the time to see where you're going wrong and see where you are suppressing those natural energies within yourself so that you can learn to, you know, show up as your best self, as Becky says. So one of the things you love to talk about is obviously women championing one another. So why do you feel it's important that women cheerlead one another? Mm. Um, Because we're so hard on ourselves. (laughs) Like that's number one, because we're so hard on ourselves but also the world is can be really hard on us as well and so it's so important that we you know have other people around us who can um who can pull us up again and and so and that we can do that for each other so uh, for me it it does it's just so important to bring that positive energy and i th- i think it comes from that fact of you know like i said i very much um kind of hid myself and and suppressed myself and and kept myself down and and I didn't feel like I had lots of positive inputs around me and and that really did have a a negative impact and and so I was I was not growing I was not adding good things into the world I was depleting over that time and if I'd have had more people around me like just really championing you know not even yeah the small things but but even just championing each other for being there for showing up every day then we we keep growing and and we keep moving up together and you know the the more we can cheerlead each other the more we all rise up together the more we can make positive changes in the world and I've seen that happen over and over again now we're lucky you know we we live in a this kind of post me too era where we have seen it when women come together and support each other we have so much positive power and and it really is going to be this generation the next generation of girls and women who are going to really fundamentally change our world for the better and so we have to be role models we have to be support of supporters of each other um because we don't have an easy job like there's a lot of things out there we need to change in this world and and a lot of things we need to do just to kind of keep our lives going so we have to keep holding each other up and and I think that cheerleading and just having that positive input is is such a powerful way to do that um so yeah I'm as you can tell I'm like yeah women holding each other up it's it's just so necessary and I've just had such a positive experience of being lifted up by other women as well and it's it's been a really important part of my growth 
Absolutely. And, you know, like reflecting upon when I was in finance, um, you know, because all women were suppressing their feminine energy and Mm -hmm. who they were, you know, it could feel quite bitchy, even in the marketing side of things. And, you know, that's never how I wanted to show up. Like I was like you, like I wanted that community. I wanted like my tribe and be like, you know, like, come on, like we can lift each other up. But I think when everybody's denying that energy, you know, it, it just wasn't a safe place to do that. Whereas when I kind of spiritually awakened and then started this spiritual business, I was like, no, this is the time where like, I find my tribe, like, you know, I'm going to be cheerleading women. Like I want people to cheerlead me as well. Like we need to create that safe space. And if you'd have asked me, you know, five years ago, would you have a business that is literally 99.9% primarily focused at women and you work with women all day long, every day, I would have laughed and said like, no, I much prefer working with men. I much prefer that male um, environment. Whereas now like I have male clients and they're fantastic. Like I love them to pieces and I love, you know, I've got so many male spiritual peers who are awesome as well. But actually I think one of the biggest, um, you know, shifts for me has been able to settle into that feeling supported by the feminine and, you know, trust the feminine and, you know, be able to cheerlead and help and raise other women as well. So I think even that's been like such a healing journey for me because, you know, like I will admit that I had trust issues because of that. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we that's something we've got to unpack as well as like learning that you know what like we don't have to tear each other apart like you know the more we build and raise you know all women's voices like it's only gonna like benefit all of us as a collective oh absolutely it's I and what you what you said uh, yeah it's exactly the same it completely mirrors my experience of of being being in it was very interesting where I was and I I suspect it was somewhat similar in banking but in um throughout my whole degree and my PhD I wasn't once taught by a woman uh there were no women in the positions of of power around me um so whilst there were a few other women within the peer group we were all kind of like little islands that weren't connected so so there was none of that kind of holding each other up and there was possibly a little bit of bitchiness but I don't think there was even that because we weren't even like engaged enough (laughs) for for that to happen it was more just like you, you just felt quite isolated and and I think knowing what it feels to be isolated and to not be able to see other women around me not feel supported by the other women around me like that's that's one of the reasons I started mind styling as well it's because I got to this point um and got to this this kind of positive place I'd been on some of this journey and I I suddenly kind of knew all these amazing like a diverse group of women around me who'd been role models and who'd helped me on the way and I just thought I really want them to be able to have a platform so that they can raise their profile and so I can help them but also so that other people can hear their stories and and build these role models and and have this role modeling of female relationships um in a business environment that are really positive because we still don't see tons of that like there's maybe a little bit more now than there was but but we've really got to keep keep kind of ensuring that people can visualize what that looks like what like good community good kind of women working together and other people like you said I you know I definitely am not knocking all men there's very good men in my network and people I've loved working with but when it's very 
very dominated by a kind of more toxic masculine culture um the, these powerful kind of female and um groups can are really what we need to make sure younger women are seeing and 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 other people coming up through are seeing so they can go oh yeah that's what a good relationship looks like within the workplace absolutely and you know toxic masculinity is like the nail on the head there in terms of you know there are so many incredible men out there and like if they were able to embrace their feminine Mm. energy as well like there's where the disconnection is so you know a lot of the time in the spiritual sphere you know you see people who are like you know raised a feminine absolutely we need equality 100 million percent equality on all forms but the problem is if we then bash the masculine or you know then that's not going to help them to heal that's not going to help shift the energy or help them to embrace their feminine so I think you know it's just everybody embracing their Mm -hmm. feminine energy more and holding everybody but equally creating those safe containers for women absolutely to you know be themselves whether it's in corporate whether they run their own business like you know exactly what you said just I think we all need a little bit more of that cheerleading, don't we? Yeah, we've just got to keep doing it. And it is just over and over again. Like women have to be able to visualize themselves in positions of power. And and we get there by, by you know, telling them that they can and by showing them how to. And, and that's why I've always, even when I wasn't feeling very confident, I would always take on those you know getting those speaking engagements or or taking on mentorship roles or anything like that because I was just like I am gonna champion you because because we have to there's no reason for any of us to to walk through this world like constantly getting bashed for (laughs) for who we are like there's we we all benefit if if we can feel better about ourselves you know we we all benefit if we can make other people feel better about themselves Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about the feminine energy. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So how has being in a very male-dominated industry affected your feminine energy personally? 
Mm. Well, as you've described already on this podcast, it's a really interesting journey, the balance between feminine and masculine, I think. And, and I'm certainly on an interesting journey. So I've already described, you know, my feminine energy, I feel was completely removed when I was in academia. And when I was in the early stage of my business journey, and so much so that I didn't really even explore what feminine energy or kind of womanhood meant to me, I just completely switched it off. And then uh, because I was in this, like it was so male domination, I hadn't had these female role models. Initially, I was like, oh, well, this is this is kind of cool. Maybe I'm special because I'm, you know, one of the few and I'm doing okay. And then that completely disappeared when like all the gender discrimination started. And then, yeah, it was it was a real struggle. And as I mentioned before, I developed this eating disorder, which I think was a complete response to all the male energy that was around me and the fact that I was switching off everything or I was burying everything and and that I really had to um, kind of remove this feminine side of me to be taken seriously. And, and I really had internalized this idea that femininity and success like could not go together, that you had to switch those things off. Um, so... I that's that was like just such a big theme for me in those areas and I so I was just kind of actively trying to switch off every part of me that was feminine because you know all the time um I was seeing like well if I'm a woman I'm more likely to get hurt because you know when all these things were happening like I was being bullied I was being mocked as I mentioned before you know if you mention things that may be a bit more feminine um I was of course, getting celebrated for like, the harder you work, the more you put, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It will always get celebrated. Well done. You're doing a great job because you, you're working really hard and doing really well in these exams, which, you know, is great, but it has to be balanced. Um, I constantly was getting told um, someone like you can't do this. Someone like you can't do that. Um like sexual harassment, sexual abuse, um, gender discrimination, gaslighting, like all of those things were going on. And so you just, you know, it, you're in those situations for a long time. It just gets worse and worse because you stop fighting for yourself. You switch everything off. Um, the voices in your head, like say the say keep saying you're not worthy. Um, you stop trusting yourself. You forget how to listen to yourself. So all of those things were going on for me. And it's, that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm just so passionate about actually making cultural changes within, within, you know, the industries where, where that's still prevalent. Um, but so, so I had to, first of all, get myself out of toxic situations, um, to even get to the point where I was like, I, okay, <laughs> I know that this masculine energy is like, you know, and, and, you know, been playing a big role and there's been quite a toxic masculine environment that I've been in. Um, but my, my response then once I was out to, was to then go completely the other way and be like very heavily kind of yin, um, very chill, like take loads of time off, um, partly because I couldn't do anything else. I was so burnt out, um, but I surround myself with women and, and actually realized that I felt quite fearful of men. I quite felt quite fearful of the structures that I'd kind of come out on but they were also the places where I naturally thrived so um you know it was so I've now had to kind of rebuild and keep rethinking like well what 
is this balance? What does it look like for me, this balance between masculine and feminine? And and I've really had to unpick it all. And, and I think that kind of strength, courage, wisdom, kindness, they're all things I want to be. And I think they all come from this combination of masculine and feminine energy. And, and for me, I've learned that being a woman and embracing feminine energy is about kind of you know going with the flow tapping into my intuition but for me it's also about like this passion that really resides in me this strength this speaking up and kind of having fun doing it and being proud of having that voice and not being embarrassed by it it's super powerful and and it just you know all of that stuff was was not there at all when I was in those male-dominated environments and it all starts with making a change, isn't it? Like you say, mm-hmm. you've got to almost stand up and be like, nope, this is enough. I don't yeah. want this. This is not serving my highest good. I want different, you know, for the universe to step in, for you as well as, you know, as an individual to realize, you know, like actually this is not what I want anymore. So you actually ended pivoting in the company mm-hmm. that you created, your first company. So what have been your biggest takeaways from transitioning in your own company? Mm. So it's very much one of self-worth. Uh, that's that's the biggest journey that I've been on. And, you know, because... I did have success and there were so many incredible things happening, but I wasn't really able to appreciate them. And I didn't really feel in control of them in, not that we're ever in control. Right. But it, you know, so it was so important to, to step into this kind of self-worth journey, which is actually how I first came across your work. I'm not sure if I ever told you that, but that's, that's how I first found, found you was that I was like Googling, (laughs) how how do I find self-worth? Because, when you're in a toxic work situation, which I'd got into at that point, um, I, you know, it was like being in a codependent relationship. And I, I don't think we talk about this enough within the work setting. Um, so you, you know, you end up feeling so trapped because you're reliant on a job for your income and for your reputation and, you know, your independence and everything else. And then you find yourself being undermined in that situation. Um, That can be really, really tough. And you end up feeling very trapped because you you feel like you can't get out and your self-esteem is getting beaten down. So you also feel like I if I do leave and, you know, might or or change things, then um, will I ever be able to to make any money again? You know, like I. So I definitely was in a situation where I was constantly being told I was a failure. And I look back now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I got well over a million pounds into the company. Um, I was winning loads of awards or, you know, the company was winning loads of awards. I was getting flown around the world to speak at different events. We had this amazing group of customers who'd advocate for us. And yet I felt so powerless and so useless. And I was getting this messaging um, from a particular toxic person. Um, And it's been such a hard journey to be able to get to a point where I can look back and go, oh my gosh, I was killing it right then. Like, look at that. Well done, past Becky. Like, you were doing an amazing job. And I wish I could have seen that worth at that time. Um, and eventually I found the right kind of support. But like you said, again, it's, it's about, this is about change and it's about stepping up and saying, hang on a second, I don't deserve this. Um, or I don't, you know, like I said, there were, there was this toxic behavior going on and it's about being able to say, this isn't, you know, I'm, I am worthy of more than this. I deserve more than this. And, and so 
yeah, I needed to, I, I got the right kind of support around me just in terms of beginning to say yes to some positive people in the workplace and beginning to say no more to negative people and removed a certain person who was very problematic. Um, and then from there, I could really go on that journey of self-worth of self and build my self-esteem. And, and I know how to do that now. And by going through that journey, I am now able to help other women build themselves up too. So I think now I'm in a place where um, if I'm ever drifting back to that self-worth, I have to check in and make changes. And I know to do that quickly now, you know, if I've got those negative voices in my head that are saying I'm not good enough, or um, if I'm putting up with behavior from other people, maybe that's kind of overstepping my boundaries, then I'm able to nip that in the bud really early on now. And so I think that that's, that's been a really important part of that transition. Um, and and it gives having that self-worth then gives you a lot more perspective and energy and knowledge. And really, that's all you need to take with you when you're going through transitions um, and you're doing those kind of pivots is that you just need to. It's you that has to stay strong through that. You have to be able to, to go, OK, everything's changing around me and I'm going to have to start again in some ways. But that's so like that's OK if your if your self-worth is is there and if you've got that support system around you um so that's that's really the the thing that I have that has been my takeaway is just like you've got to keep coming back and doing that internal work regardless of what's going on on the outside it's like it's the internal work that's going to take you through it Mm, it's so true and you know like like you said about saying no can actually be the most self-loving thing that you do even though it feels hard or it's like ah like what am I doing you know like all those big changes you made as well within your own company to find that balance and find that change you know that can be really scary for people but the more that we say no sometimes and yes to ourselves is like always the best answer always the best oh, answer. completely like, I have to be so conscious because I you I think you notice your own patterns as well when you go through these things and you realize that um you know I I used to have this pattern where I was kind of if I was feeling a bit afraid you know or I was having that self-doubt then I would kind of gravitate very quickly to towards whoever was the nearest person at the time um, and then it may be that they're not quite the right person to actually take forward with you um, so you have to be able to be conscious when you're stepping into those new relationships that they come from a proactive rather than a reactive place and I've kind of had to make sure that I keep my eyes open and and be brave enough to to say no um, at the right time um, because you you know, I, I look at where I am at my, at my point at this point in my life and where I want to get to, and I, I want to make big impact. And so if I am working with people, I need to know that they're really going to step up as well, that they want to see the kinds of, you know, the scale of change that I want to see and, and that they're willing to put the work in and that we can work together in a healthy way as well. So it's, you know, you've really have got to, uh, you know, as you say, it's not a hell yes it's a hell no so it really is really trying to lean into that it's 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 really got to be the right fit if if you're gonna you know if we're gonna go forward together amen to that so <laughs> now you are the ceo of a new company your your own company the becky company with all mm -hmm. the things that you love and want to do to inspire people so there'll be some business queens listening to the podcast who might be like do you know what 
I'm in that same position that Emma and Becky were. I've got this old company or maybe they're working nine to five and they're like, this is not working for me. So what advice do you have for any fellow CEOs who want to pivot like you have? Do it, business queens. No, um, definitely, you know, so when you pivot strongly, you can feel like you're losing your identity. And because the thing is, we as much, this is why the internal work is so important, but we can't help but construct some of our identity from the extrinsic things. So if you are a CEO or you're in a position of power or you're just known for doing a certain bit of work in a particular field, you will have built an identity in that area. And that's great. You know, a lot of that will be built on your hard work and your skills, but a lot of that is also built on other people's perceptions of you. And it's not necessarily you and it's not what you want to carry forward with you. Um, So, you know, and and this is definitely, I know you've been through it, Emma, where you're like, people can strongly associate you with a specific field, but just because you're in that field doesn't mean that's where all your skills lie. And it doesn't mean that's where all your passions lie. So when you step into a domain where maybe you're less well-known or um, it's, yeah, it's just new and you, or you've got less of a network and you're setting up something new. um, The question I've had to consistently ask myself is, hang on a second, is that my ego talking? Um, because you get those doubts because you're so used to kind of having having certain comfort, even if it's something you've wanted to jump out of, um, you know, it's there's there's kind of a better the devil, you know, sense of things that are going on. So so you can get these doubts and and it can be quite scary about to let go of the identity that you've had before. So but the thing is, if you do want to move into something new, you have to let go. And that involves letting go of that identity and being able to say to yourself, hang on a second, that's just my ego talking right now. Like it really liked it when when these people clapped for me because I was an expert in a certain space or whatever it might be. My ego loved that. But actually, I didn't want to be in that field. I'm making a choice to move on. So so I think it is important for you to have the foundations of why do I want to make this change? And and what is it that I really want? And coming, like I said, making sure you do the internal work, making sure that you've got that sense of where is it you're trying to get to? Um, or what kind of changes do you want to see in the world? What are the values you want to take with you as you move forward? And who are the people that are the right people to have around you as you go through that transition? And that's really going to help. Um, and I think even to that point, even things like, oh, well, if I meet new people, what am I going to talk about? Because before this was my label, <laughs> this was the thing I did, and now I'm starting something new. So even getting less afraid of of just saying to people, do you know what? I'm exploring this new space right now and I'd really love to have a conversation with you about it. That was something that I had to learn to do because I was suddenly like, oh, I, I don't know as much as this or, or I haven't got as much... Um, of a whatever it might be as of the awards or the background or the, everything else that has supported me in that previous role so so having to get out and say to people I just need to explore it are you willing to have a chat to me I'm like oh they probably won't want to talk to me but they actually do and and <laughs> that's been really good because people have been so supportive and that's really helped me through amazing I love that amazing advice and you know like you said what's your why like focus on your Mm -hmm. why like 
why like for me when I transitioned from money saving to obviously spirituality you know I just knew that I had outgrown my business my business had outgrown me you know I wasn't you know it wasn't serving my highest good to run that business anymore and it also wasn't serving the business's highest good for me to run that business anymore so I think it's again like if it's not for your highest good it's also not going to be for your company for that person's highest good as well so you know you're doing everybody involved a favor by honoring yourself like saying yes to yourself and blossoming into the next chapter whatever it may be so my last question to you today Becky is one again that I ask every um I was going to say client then every guest (laughs) that comes on the podcast is what is one piece of life advice that you would like to give my listeners today I think it's being comfortable with the fact that you will change and that's okay. Uh, So I think I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out who is Becky? What does Becky do? Like what, what does a perfect day look like or whatever, but actually I change over time and, and we all do. And, and I think we really need to get comfortable with that idea that sometimes we need to rest sometimes we need a big piece of work to stick our teeth into sometimes you know we might want to spend a long time in the same place and sometimes we might want to get out of our houses because we've been in them for like a year um you know and and sometimes sometimes we change really quickly sometimes we slow down and it's it's all these contradictions that really make us human that's what makes us who who we are so so we have to be able to be to get you know to to be comfortable with the change so so getting the the balance right isn't about having a rigid checklist it's just about being honest with yourself about you know what your mind your body your soul says is right at the moment and honoring that Amen. And like, as I always say, change is the only constant that we have in this universe. (laughs) And it's one of the hardest things to grasp. I'm just realizing I was listening to one of your podcasts this morning and you said exactly that. So maybe maybe that's where it came from. Well, it's not original to me. I've learned that from someone. So it's not original here. But you know, I think it (laughs) I think it's so important because, you know, I look at, and, you know, if we look at 2020 as a year and now as we're in 2021, like the only constant we've had is change, whether it's change of self, um, you know, whether we're doing that inner work, change in circumstances, change in relationships, change in work, you know, everything is always blossoming and everything is always as it should be. So I think that's beautiful advice to really just embrace that change and also, you know, where you are right now doesn't have to be your end destination. If you don't like it, change it. Mm-hmm. absolutely love it well Becky where can my lovely listeners find more about your work if they want to come on over and learn more about you so my website is beckysage.com or you can find me on instagram at dr becky sage but also you can find me on mind styling uh, we have a podcast and uh, we are at mind styling podcast on uh, on instagram and mindstyling.com group is our website so come on over and listen to our podcast where you'll hear loads more about um yeah all these women as we've discussed before who are out there killing it and doing amazing things in the world really good relatable role models amazing well thank you so much becky for coming on today it's been an absolute pleasure to have you as always and it's been beautiful to witness your blossoming as well over the last year as we've worked together like you know you inspire me all the time becky with like your courageousness and obviously 
you know, like when we met, obviously you were in your previous company and then to mm-hmm. help you in that transition and see you thriving now oh, makes me so happy. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, thank you. And like I said, we've, you've definitely been a cheerleader for me and, and I, I try to cheerlead and, and be part of your communities as well. Cause I think what you're doing is brilliant. So thank you. So thank you so much guys for joining me for another one of my podcast episodes today. I really hope you've enjoyed Becky and I's conversation. As always, you can find a clickable link to Becky's website in the description below. And if you want to find out anything more about myself, my coaching or anything else I have to offer like my videos, you can find it all over on my website, emmamumford.co.uk. So thank you so much guys for listening. I appreciate all your views and listens. Don't forget to subscribe if you're new here because I would love, love to see you again soon. Don't forget you can also join my free Law of Attraction support group over on Facebook where you can join myself and other like-minded souls where we talk all things Law of Attraction and spirituality. I hope you have a great week, whatever you're up to, and I'll see you all in my next podcast episodes, which will be next week. Lots of love, guys. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.